Hello and welcome to Late Night with Father Kelly on this lovely St. Patrick's Day. Lovely not because the weather is lovely outside, of course, but because it is St. Patrick's Day. In fact, it actually feels quite like Ireland out there. Not that I've been there uh, in the winter per se, but I've been to the British Isles in this time of year. And um, from what I've heard, Ireland is very often like this, uh, cold and wet. You do get the lovely, beautiful springtime eventually, um, but that's not all of it. This this feels like uh, a very Irish kind of day. So, uh, that aside, you would notice it was St. Patrick's Day anyways because of all of the green and comments and posts and most people wherever you are wearing green. So you couldn't but fail to notice it, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I switched out Augustus for St. Patrick on the wall behind me too. The Irish flag is always over there in the corner. Uh, but this is one of my favorite days, one of my favorite saints. I actually remember this morning too that the altar here in the chapel in the rectory was you know, put it together and used it for the first time on St. Patrick's Day last year. So it's a, a nice anniversary for uh, the holy altar there uh, in the rectory chapel. Did this afternoon, uh, after some, some morning normal church business, enjoyed a nice lunch while listening to uh, Flogging Molly concert live from Dublin. Um, you know, not the same thing as going, not uh, as good as going to a real concert, but it was still pretty cool. And uh, one day I'd like to do an episode about the uh, Catholicity of the lyrics of uh, Flogging Molly. Maybe you don't care about the band at all, something that I enjoy a lot. But I've noticed over the years that a lot of their songs very much come from, well, come from uh, a place of faith that's obvious. Well, not that they are writing it as like a Catholic song in the capital C sense, like let's write about Jesus. I don't mean that. Um, But... They seem to have a lot of their lyrics, and you know the way they're written, and even some of the specific references they make, are very uh, Catholic in context, which is true for a lot of Irish stuff. Uh, but I think it's, I think it's one thing that makes them so good is that uh, there is something deeper and richer going on there than just uh, some good music. With you know, it does a little bit more than a, than a normal, uh, maybe than a normal band of capturing the human, you know, condition, but does so in a particularly Catholic way. Maybe I'll focus on that some other time, but it was nice to listen to them today. Um, I saw them in concert two, three years ago, and uh, it's always a good show that they give. But today I want to give a little bit of, well, hopefully a lot actually, of a quality substance on St. Patrick. You know, I, I beat this horse every year, uh, but it's something that really annoys me that St. Patrick is an awesome saint, but so often... This day, even though it's widely celebrated, uh, you know, green rivers and decorations everywhere, um, almost none of the celebration has anything to do with the actual business of St. Patrick and what he's really about. So um, I want to make some hopefully good comments on that. And one thing, I'm going to talk about religion stuff. Obviously, I'm a Catholic priest. That's what I think about. That's what I think is important. Uh, But I I know that St. Patrick's Day as a day is connected to Irish heritage as well. It's not just a religious holiday. But on the other hand, Irish heritage is so linked with the church. I mean, whether you like it or not, you can't separate Irish culture from from Catholic culture. Now, most of the country isn't Catholic very much in any way right now. Um, so I understand that. Um, but it would be historically dishonest to pretend like 
Catholicity doesn't have anything to do with, with Irish history. I mean, literally, the day is St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick is a Catholic saint from a country that he, you know, he celebrated because he converted the whole island, and that's why he is important to them. Whether or not they have maintained that faith is a different matter, uh, but the feast day of St. Patrick that we celebrate that, you know, at least historically that is celebrated, is very much tied to the Catholic saint Patrick. And so that's the part that I want to focus on because uh, that's really all that matters compared to the other stuff. You know, four-leaf clovers on cupcakes and green beer have nothing to do really with St. Patrick. Uh, What has most to do with him is the gospel that he preached. So I want to start out with the gospel for Mass today, which is, it's always interesting to me to look at what gospels, you know, what readings fall on given days without being the reading scheduled for the day. When I had Mass this morning, or this right after about 1230 today, right before that I had lunch, uh, you know, I could have just used the readings for, uh, for missionaries or for holy men would have been another option. And there would have been a reading that would have made sense, but I just, as is the option, went for, pardon me, just the readings for Wednesday of the fourth week of Lent. And that also had substantial things there that, that makes that make sense for today. Uh, you know, Patrick is a saint who preached the gospel, so any reading of the gospel is going to connect. Uh, but these, uh, there were some good things there today that uh, can make an especial connection. So the reading, the gospel was from... John chapter 5, verses 17 to 30. So these these quotes uh, come from within that section. The Lord says, Whoever hears my word and believes in the one who sent me has eternal life and will not come to condemnation, but has passed from death to life. That's what St. Patrick came to Ireland for. So he was, he was not from Ireland. He's from, you know, the, the, other British Isles, what, you know, Wales maybe over there, was taken as a slave over to Ireland, worked as a shepherd for a while, eventually escaped slavery, but then became a priest and a bishop and came back to Ireland to bring the faith to the people. He wanted to bring them from the death of their pagan practices to the life of Christian faith, to show them the light of the gospel. So he very actively did what the Lord here is talking about. To He preached the word to them to uh, bring them eternal life, to pass them from death into life. Lord goes on, The dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and live. Again, coming from a death of pagan ways, of worldly ways, into the life of Christ, the life in the gospel. Those who are in the tombs will come out. Again, you know, from, from, from a worldly, material, uh, you know, death-focused um, you know, they were like thinking about death constantly, but uh, it was a religious system that, that had um, not a hope of life, but rather was focused on worldliness, you know, on you know, sort of dealing with things here and now. And so Patrick, by bringing the gospel of Christ, brought them to that life. You'll notice this has nothing to do with, with leprechauns and good luck, but St. Patrick is about bringing them the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. And we can continue that with words literally from St. Patrick himself. Uh, I'm always sort of surprised that we don't hear as much from uh, the confessions of St. Patrick, you know, not that I expect it to be on like greeting cards or whatever, but 
Uh, it is there's some, there's some some quality things there. He's not just okay. Some saints we know they existed. We know a few things about their life, but we don't have a lot from them. But here we have, you know, it's not a prof- you know it's not like Saint Augustine's Confessions where it is a classic of Western literature, but it is something that's substantial and worth at least giving a little little pieces of. So Patrick, you know, just to make the point that he's not some figment figure, but is a real, uh, real saint with uh, real priorities. He says things such as, I can offer him sacrifice, offer to God sacrifice, with confidence, giving myself as a living victim to Christ, my Lord. Very deliberately focus on his mission of bringing people to Jesus. He goes on to say, he answered my prayer that I may be bold enough to take up so holy and so wonderful a task that is evangelizing Ireland and imitate in some degree those whom the Lord had so long ago foretold as heralds of his gospel, referencing the apostles sent out to the world, bearing witness to all the nations. So St. Patrick very much sees himself uh, as a mission to the Irish people exactly as the first apostles were sent out after Pentecost, they went out to the world to, to evangelize everywhere. St. Patrick very clearly sees himself doing that exact same thing. He says, literally, I came to the Irish people to preach the gospel. And then going on, I'm ready to give up my life for his name, that is for Jesus's, that through me, many peoples should be reborn in God, to new life as the gospel is referring to, that they should be one people gathered into the Lord from the ends of the earth. So here he is very plainly, very specifically, very explicitly fulfilling the great commission to be baptizing in the name of the father and the son of the Holy spirit, to be preaching the glory of God through the Catholic faith to the people of Ireland. You know, again, even though that country has since mostly rejected it, sadly, uh, this day, you know, to St. Patrick, very, very specifically, very clearly is a figure who was focused on the faith. That was his deal. And, you know, uh, fighting against the paganism that he found when he got there and bringing people to a new Christian way of life. And so it, it strikes me as, um, well, more than ironic, uh, specifically sad, that uh, so much of the way St. Patrick is celebrated these days uh, looks very much like a pagan celebration, uh, looks very much like the things that he was casting out. Uh, so... When we get when we approach St. Patrick's Day, <clears throat> pardon, we're in it now, obviously. But uh, think about when we come around it next year. Approach it not as a day to uh, get drunk on green beer, but a day for the glory of God, the celebrations of the bl- celebrating the blessings of the church. That we come, the blessings of the church. That we come away with a light. You know, when we celebrate St. Patrick properly, what he is really actually about. Uh, you know and not worrying about what he has become, when we celebrate what St. Patrick Patrick is actually about, then we get to experience uh, that same light that he brought to the people of Ireland, that same light that uh, Christ refers to in the gospel today, that brings from death into life. Now, I understand that most people don't come out of March 17th with a hangover. I get it. That's that's a minority that do that. Uh, For most, it's just sort of, a neutral sort of day where you know maybe you have a green cupcake in the lunchroom, uh, but it could be a day of light. It could be uh, a very blessed and holy day 
if you, you know, forget the stupid cupcake, don't worry about green beer, uh, but think about, to reflect on, to, to appreciate this saint who really was a hardcore evangelist. Like, literally, he came to Ireland and converted the whole place. Now, he had help, of course, there's a whole lot of Irish saints, but he is uh, the real father of it all. I think there were uh, there were some Christians there, you know, back there, there there was only one kind of Christian. There were no dom- denominations yet. Uh, there was only Catholic Christians. There were maybe a few in a little little corner pocket. Um, but Ire- Ireland's St. Patrick's efforts went over the entire island and brought them to the faith, and that is what historically the Feast of St. Patrick is about. Uh, you know, again, whether they would like this or not anymore is a different thing, but uh, St. Patrick's Day is a big deal because of the gratitude of the people for the faith that he brought them to, the, the change that he brought to their country. Um, so, uh, I hate, it kills me to see when um, it gets separated from that because, you know, that's not maybe a recent reality, but that is where it comes from. That's the point of the day. And so if we take seriously these days of the saints, uh, there has an opportunity to uh, do something different for us, to, for it to be more than just, you know, kind of a thing that passes through, uh, but that can be a, um, a moment of light and goodness. Uh, also coming up is the Feast of St. Joseph on Friday, uh, which is a really good thing because St. Joseph, you know, today's, a, today's just the memorial of St. Patrick, because he's pretty important, but he's not as important as St. Joseph, for whom we get a solemnity. Uh, solemnities are the highest level of celebrations of the church. And so this Friday, we get to have meat, if you would so like. Uh, I told people at my masses this weekend, you know, don't just have a cheeseburger for no reason. If you're going to have meat this Friday because of the solemnity of St. Joseph, do something specific to honor him. Do something specific to... Um, you know, pray through his intercession. We don't worship the saints. We just honor them greatly. God is the only one to be worshipped. Um, but do something, um, you know, maybe even just pray a decade of the rosary to honor Mary, Joseph's spouse. He would appreciate that too. It would be good for us too. There's, of course, also uh, lots of devotions and novenas. Well, you would have heard a novena uh, seven days ago. But there are lots of things you can do, even just little brief things, uh, to celebrate and give honor to St. Joseph. Because he also is a saint who brings us the gospel. Now, he wasn't out evangelizing literally and practically like St. Patrick was. Uh, His role was very different, um, being the guardian of the Holy Family. Uh, Obviously, though, a very important thing. If God trusted him to be the foster father of Jesus, uh, that's a pretty big deal. So, do also, as you celebrate St. Patrick today, properly appreciatively. Also, I encourage all of us to celebrate St. Joseph properly. Uh, In fact, we can even do that. I I might say uh, a cheeseburger can make you holier. What I mean by that is normally we have in Lent, we fast on Fridays, abstain from meat on Fridays as a spiritual discipline. But this Friday we do something different or we can do something different. And if we do it specifically on purpose, it can have good spiritual fruits. You know, if you just forget that it's a Friday and have a cheeseburger, that's not going to do you any good. In fact, it may do you worse. But if we intentionally bear it in mind that, okay, today is a special day, and in remembering that today is a solemnity, 
I am going to rejoice in this solemnity and honor St. Joseph. And because it's a party, solemnities are a party in a way, then I'm going to have a cheeseburger or a steak because we are celebrating St. Joseph. And then, you know, if, if, we, if we bear that in mind, then that affects our whole day and affects our spiritual life. So because we're deliberately and consciously actively uh, enacting a moment of grace, we are particularly pursuing the good things from God by celebrating a saint. So, in conclusion, today, St. Patrick's Day, is important primarily because of the mission of St. Patrick to preach the gospel to the people of Ireland and to all people. You know, the saints are never limited to their own time and place. That's why the church gives gives them to us to be honored, uh, because they are good for us beyond that. So we ought to ask St. Patrick's intercession uh, for evangelizing. Uh, you know, the world is becoming, uh, turning more and more back into uh, secularity and pagan practices even. And so St. Patrick, uh, in his intensity, uh, becomes all the more uh, valuable, I think, as an intercessor, because he, you might say, he spared no expense to preach the gospel. Uh, if you go back and read all of his uh, confessions, which I'm not going to quote a whole bunch of it now, but he doesn't mess around. Uh, you know, he does, he preaches the gospel, he preaches the love of Jesus Christ, but he also has no fear to tell people exactly, hey, by doing these pagan things, you are worshiping demons, you are uh, doing what does not glorify God and will not lead to your happiness. And, um, you know, Oftentimes they tried to kill him and uh, you know, he would call down uh, defense from God and bad things would happen to those who tried to, per- to uh, persecute him. And then he would be saved and, and you know, the, the Christians would be, would be uh, saved from bad things happening to them. Uh, you know, Jesus cleanses the temple by flipping tables and driving out the money changers. Yeah, St. Patrick, Patrick did that kind of stuff all the time. So he is not, um, you know, a, a little pious sitting in the corner and says nice things. No, he's... St. Patrick is serious about stuff, and he doesn't mess around. And so, in these times where things are tense and serious, and, and Christians are often perceived as, uh, you know, wishy-washy, don't stand up for much, or, um, you know, beliefs that are just sort of uh, superstitious silliness, uh, saints like St. Patrick, and, and also St. Joseph, intense in his own way, uh, are reminders and intercessors that uh, we don't mess around. So, sure. Uh, you know, wear green today. I am. I wear this, this green clerical shirt once a year to celebrate St. Patrick. You know, fine. Have a green beer. I think it's silly, but you know, I'm not going to come knock over your green beer. But in all of it, remember that the point of the day, the original point of the day at least, uh, is to honor the great St. Patrick and his contributions to the life of faith and the life in general of the Irish people. I mean, Ireland without Catholicism doesn't make sense historically. It is the animating force behind so much of what makes Irish culture what we expect it to be. Um, again, I know it's not all of what it is, of course, um, but to exclude it, to pretend like that's just, you know, to just sort of whitewash that part away is intellectually dishonest and historically inaccurate. So we rejoice in St. Patrick, ask for his intercession, and uh, trust that. God can again do the kinds of things that he did through Patrick in Ireland those many centuries ago. I'm going to finish with the prayer uh, from the church for St. Patrick this day. They would be used both at Mass and Liturgy of the Hours. 
God our Father, you sent St. Patrick to preach the glory of your people to Ireland. By the help of his prayers, may all Christians proclaim your love to all men. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. St. Patrick, pray for us.